Welcome everyone back to the Ross Review. We're here for episode nine of the pod and I'm joined by the three legends I love to have on. Chanta, Doss and Ross himself. Welcome boys. Don't all speak at once. Good to have have you on boys. Thanks Callan, it's good to be back here. And um, Doss, I must say that's your finest intro yet. I know you record these live, so that is one of the better ones I've heard. Yeah. So uh, they're a bit busy drinking their... Uh, Ross is drinking his nice fine glass of wine. Doss is having a beer and Chunt is sipping on his water. So they had their, their mouths a bit full. But welcome on anyway, boys. We've got yeah, a, thanks, lot, yeah. a lot to cover in a short time today. Uh, let's, as always, like we do, like to do, have a review of the round first. Let's look at our league. So I see Doss got the job done over Shano by 100 points. Well done, Doss. Thank you, Kalen. And I see that uh, Chanto got done by around 100 points. He was up and about lately the last few weeks, but he's been put in his place a little bit by Rod. Can you tell us what happened there, Chanto, quickly? Thanks for having me on, Kalen. And um, great to be here with Ross for the first time. Avid listeners of the show would know that he and I actually haven't been on together yet, and not really last year either. So... Um, they tend to try to keep us apart. Um, Ross gets pretty aggressive towards me, as listeners <laughs> would know. So I'm looking forward to this evening. Um, he's not even looking at me right now. We do sort of record this on Zoom, um, but he hasn't actually looked at the camera yet. He tends to just look to the side. And um, he's got this piece of hay that's actually hanging out the side of his um, mouth at the moment as his country style that he's trying to pursue. Um, Supercoach-wise, look, I scored more than DOS this week. Um, and I'm, I'm feeling okay. I had Brayshaw out, um, but don't have Clayton Oliver, which I think Rod did. Um, so I'm building nicely, continuing to hold players, which I'm happy about. Flynn scoring okay. Um, so I think I'm pretty well set up into the buy rounds to continue the march. Okay, nice one. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, you did score more than DOS there, so it's nice you get through that little jab in there. What Not did, really uh... sure why that's important, though, or, or relevant. Uh, I won, Chunter didn't. I, I, we're not worried about how many points we score. We worry if we win. So I don't know why Chunter needed to bring that up. There was other people in the league as well. So That's nice little jab there, Chunter. We all, know that, we all know that Chunter's not playing for league, so it doesn't really matter who scored more, does it? It just matters who yeah, uh, got, got the W. Exactly. I'm not sure why. I did lose focus there for a second. Um, I realised I'm actually playing Team Shane this week. And Team Shane's lost five on the trot, uh, which is an ideal... He's turning into the Kristen of the league. Bailey's a slightly better looking Kristen. Shane's a, a great bloke. Rippy Jerdo, isn't he? Um, but um, look, I'd probably still prefer to get those picks from, from Bailey, aka Kristen, at the end of the year. All right, moving on. Uh, I managed to get the job done against Butcher, which was pretty unfortunate for him. He got the second highest score of the round, but still lost. And uh, I think it was quite fitting after he said that he was uh, focusing on draft for last week but he also actually lost to Chunter in draft so he uh, got two losses for the week so be remiss of me not to mention that so uh, bad luck there Butcher having to eat your own words there the fourth game there was uh, Joel actually managed to win a close one he's been pretty unlucky in recent times we'd actually got the job done over Charles who I think was in first was he he's at the top anyway before this um, match 
and Joel got the job done against him by 14 points. And that looks like it's pushed Charles down to fourth. So it's pretty close at the top there. And yeah, the Charles was, game. I think, third. Charles was third, I think. Okay. You, you and, and I last, are still equal, equal lead. And the last game, Reese got the job done against Bailey quite easily by about 450 points, who, as Chanta mentioned, is the Christian of our league for this year, for sure. So that's the wrap-up of the games for this for last week. Let's just quickly look at what's coming up this week. We've got Shane against Chanter, as he mentioned. I'm up against Doss. That's a big matchup. Top of the Ooh, table top of the clash. Table clash. Wow. Look it's out. Huge. Then we got Joel versus Rod. Could be a close one. We've got Butchers up against the bye, up against Kristen, aka Bailey. And then Ross is up against Charles. That should be a tough matchup for him as well. Okay, let's move on to our talking points for this week. The first one I want to discuss with you boys is in the midfield. There's someone emerging as potentially a, a midfield primo. He was someone who a few people took a punt on last year as a forward option. He, he did okay towards the end, but now he's breaking out as a looming midfield option, and that's Darcy Parrish. Is he a real option? What do you think, Doss? Yeah, he's definitely a real option. What's his price? Uh, Priced at about 592k. 592. So, yeah, he's an option, but then you've got to look at players around him that uh, could could be better value. So, um, probably there's probably better value in the market if you look if you look around closely. Like you got Tom Mitchell at 553, Zach Merritt at 556. I'd probably be going those two ahead of Darcy Parrish for that price. Jack Steele 563. So for the price, even Sam Walsh is 573. So I think he's a bit too expensive now. I'd be I'd be looking for better value, but you know that I'm a bit of a cheapskate with these players. So for me, for me, uh, probably look for some better value. And if you want the top end primo, go for someone more expensive, a little bit more expensive, like a Clayton Oliver. Um, Clayton Oliver's only six fifty two, so it's a bit more expensive. But I'd probably be looking for either a top end quality or a cheaper, uh, cheaper, cheaper priced option. Yeah, that's a great point, Doss. There are some cheaper options who are arguably more proven performers than even Parrish is. But then if you want to pay a bit more, you've got someone who is a real proven performer, someone like an Oliver or a, or a Bont. Um, but he's a bit in the middle there, isn't he? What do you think of that, Chanta? Yeah. I just looked at his five-round average, Darcy Parrish, that is, and it's 135, I think, um, as a five-round average, 134. So he's in good nick. I think at this time of the year, um, you're trading up. Maybe it's Jordan from Melbourne if you've got him uh, up to a primo and then that's sort of it. So if you're getting Darcy Parrish in now, that's it for the year. I'd still feel confident though. I mean, he's got, in terms of price rise, he must have a little way to go if he's averaging 135. That puts you into almost like 700K territory. So I think he's worth having a look at. Um, <clears throat> and I also wonder... Well, I mean, he's, he's posting high numbers anyway, but um, his best games can probably be better than like a Jared Lyons, who's just a great accumulator, but um, will struggle to crack 150s, 160s, um, like Parrish has done every now and then. So um, I actually quite like the look of him. Nice. What about you, Ross? What do you think of Parrish as an option? Oh, thanks for having me in the uh, pod this week, Calvin. I really do appreciate you and Doss on the pod. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I think you already had carry. your introduction, Reese. <laughs> Sorry, I must have cut out there for a second. Um, yeah, as for Parrish, um, five million two is pretty, pretty exy, I think. Um, what's he averaging? One hundred and eleven. I know he's he's had a few good weeks, but keep banging down the door. My mate David Mundy is only five sixty, and he's averaging more at the moment. So I think he's too expensive. And, you know, if you really want to go for a proven, reliable um, performer, Zach Merritt's probably uh, cheaper. And I think you'll probably get better consistent output than Parrish. I think he'll probably get tagged at some point. Like he's having an absolute stellar, you know, last four weeks. But can he keep it up? You know, Joel Selwood's only five, less than 520 as well. And he's not far behind him. So... Uh, and the other one too is Cam Guthrie. He probably had a bit of an off week, so you probably expect him to drop down about the same price as Parrish soon. Yep, that's fair enough. Good analysis from all. Um, I tend to lean with Doss. I think there are better options. He could loom as a breakout, so um, he could be one that surprises us. But I think he just has had a couple of really good games against some shit teams. So against Collingwood, he had 162 which is not hard to score against in the midfield at the way we're going. And then he just had a 152 against North Melbourne, who also aren't that great. 134 against Fremantle is not bad, but apart from that, he's just had all in the 100 to 115. So I think he's a good option, but there are better. The other thing too, if, if we're thinking Parrish is going to be consistent, like Jared Lyons consistent, you'd probably get him in, right? Is that the, the whole reason why everyone says no to Jared Lyons? Yeah, well, Jared Lyons has proven that he can score a bit higher. People thought that he couldn't, but he, he has proven that he can in recent weeks. He's scoring in the 130s. Yeah, I think people say no to Jared Lyons. I think I've said it last time on the pod that he's just too expensive. So he's one of the most expensive midfielders. So if you go Jared Lyons for 646, you could get Tom Mitchell for 100K cheaper, you know? So Jared Lyons just never gets uh, good. He never gets to a price where you want to bring him in because he's so consistent. So the only reason why you sort of get Jared Lyons would be the start of the year. And I think that's why he's not in many teams. I think Whereas Tom Mitchell, has dropped down, Tom Mitchell has dropped down to 500K. So you could have got Tom Mitchell a couple of weeks ago for 500K. So that's the difference. Um, and now, now Darcy Parrish is probably a bit too expensive as well. But I will say one thing in Darcy Parrish's favour is that he probably won't get tagged because I think Zach Merritt is a lot more dangerous with the ball. And I think that's the reason why Darcy Parrish is going so well because he has that player that gets um, more attention than him. And it's the same sort of with Sam Walsh um, with, with um, Paddy Cripps getting most of the tags at Carlton. So if you can, if you can find a player who doesn't get the tag, um, yeah, they're, they're the sort of ones you want. And that's the reason why McRae does so well also. Yeah, so but that, that's one thing in um, Darcy Parrish's favour. That's fair. So I think he's an all right option if you want to go for that. It's just a potentially a bit risky. A few players coming back, Shields coming back some stage, but don't know how much that will impact him. So, yeah, in the end, it's up to your own preference, I think, for that one. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the defence, there's a few options I want to talk about that haven't been talked about much this year, it seems, but they're doing pretty well, especially in the last five weeks. So if we look at five-round average, uh, one has is number three, one is number five, and one is number six for five-round averages. All are 
averaging over 106 for their five round average. And if we look at their three round average, even higher actually. So three round average for all three of these players is above 111. So those three are Sam Doherty, Daniel Rich and Jack Crisp. So Daniel Rich is one not, probably not many people thought of at the start of the year, but he seems to be taking a lot of kick-ins for Brisbane and he's highly efficient. So he's averaging 106.8 for the year. Sam Doherty is having a great year. He's averaging 105 for the year. And then Jack Crisp, he's only averaging just under 100, 99.5, but his last five rounds have been really good. And he's been playing through the Collingwood midfield. What do we think of those options, Ross? Oh, I love Crispy. I reckon he's, he's right on the money. I, I watched him play against... Um, sorry, who'd they lose to again on the weekend, Cam? The other prison bar the scum, team. The scum, as Benny would say, Port. That's right. The other, the other prison bar team, yeah, it was hard to tell them apart. Yeah, no, he was very good on the weekend. Um, pushed out through the midfield, took some really good marks, like when they mattered. Um, and his foot skills are very, very good. Um, at 515K, he is probably... I think probably one of the better picks going around. I think Rich might be a little bit expensive and Doherty, I think just wait and see. He's pushed up on the wing now that Z Will's gone back. Um, but 550, I'd probably just wait and see on Doherty. But yeah, if you're looking to get someone in, um, bit of a pod too, uh, Crispy. Not too many teams having 3.14% uh, percent of teams. So he'd be the one I'd go for. Yeah, that's fair enough. Here's a nice pod option. I agree. If you want to bring in a pod and he looks like he's coming to some form. He has done this before, though, is the only thing I'd say. He comes into these veins of form where he'll be good for three or five weeks and then he can sort of drop off a bit. But he does look like a good option, especially um, at that price. What do you think, Chanta? Love Crispy. Uh, Ex-Brisbane Lions superstar. Um, was part of the Dame Beams trade, I think, in the first place to bring him up to Brisbane. Um, so... I don't think we, we got that much for him apart from Dane Beams. So, uh, yeah, really good player. I'd love to see him back at the Lions maybe next year. Colin would need to uh, trade out some players. In terms of super coach, um, agree that his best is really good but can be a little bit inconsistent. Uh, but I guess at that price, it's not too bad. I mean, you've got people like Blake Hardwick, which um, I think he was quite good last year as well, and I didn't realise that he's, you know, Got a three-round average, I think 107, and he's averaging 100 for the year. Um, 15 grand cheaper could be worth a look, as Ridley is 484 as well. It's um, not too bad. But look, I think certainly as a pod, I agree with Ross um, for the first time on the pod that um, he's probably a solid option to have a look at. Maybe a sideways trade. I've got GF, uh, and I'm not quite sure what to do with him at the moment. He could be worth sideways-ing um, up to Jack Crisp. I've just got to Thanks, ask... Chanta. Thanks, Chanter, because I'm a good coach. So thanks for agreeing with me. I was just going to ask Reese. now that you know Chanter's position is he'd like to get Chris Ben, would you like to change your opinion or are you still uh, sticking with it? Well, you know what? I, I got Marshall in the other week as a bit of a pod and then Chanter's just copied me. He, he must have got wind of it and thought, oh, I'll get Marshall and he's cursed him. So Marshall goes down with an injury after getting 100. And so, you know what? I actually changed my mind. Fuck it, I'll go... I don't, I don't care. I'll go some Harris Andrews or someone like that. I don't give a shit. Anyone, Please not Harris whatever. Andrews. Actually, no, no not Harris Andrews. He, he plays for Brisbane. Elia Leah, that's probably better. Go for him. I have an injury curse. That's a separate thing altogether, Ross, um, where I bring in players and they get injured straight away. 
but I but I think Crisp is is looking pretty solid. He's very much a David pick actually as well. So we might be for the first time all in agreement on this one. What do you think, Doss? No, I'm not with Crisp at all. I mean, I, I do like him, but I think there's better options. I would prefer to go for if you don't have Ridley. I, I think Chanter mentioned Ridley. I agree with Chanter that Ridley is a better option. And um, the other one that I like more is Whitfield. I think they're better options. I think I only, they're only better options because they're cheaper. So all three of those players that you mentioned originally, Kalen, Rich, Sam Doherty, and Jack Crisp, all great options. I mean, the defense, we don't really have any issues. There's, there's so many good players that you can have on your team that are all going to perform for you. And you can see from their averages, there's about, there's like uh, averaging over 100. There's six players averaging over 100. And then oh, oh, seven, if you look at Christians, I'm, I'm looking at total points, but. Yeah, average. There's there's nine players averaging over 100. So you've even got Luke Ryan. He's a bit expensive. So you got this nine response is more like robotic and mathematical than usual for you, Dos. Just well, literally going down a list and saying does not compute, does not compute because of this. Well, I'm just saying like there's so many good options in in the defense. So it's not like the forward line where there's not many options. The defense, any one of these these ones that we're talking about. It's pretty much whatever player you like better because they're all pretty consistent. I think defenders are easier. They're more likely to be consistent because a lot of them take kickouts and a lot of them take marks, defensive marks. Like a lot of teams like to chip the ball around in their back line. So I think that's why we're seeing pretty consistent scores from the forwards. Oh, sorry, from the defenders this year because of that chipping around in the back line that teams do. So I think any one of those options, Kalen, to answer your question would be uh, fine. You can't really give a one, two, three answer for that. All right, I get what you're saying, Doss. They're all, they're all good options. I, I agree. If you go purely on price, then Crispy could be a good option, save some money. But as you mentioned, Whitfield's a good option coming into some form. Uh, who is, you know, he was out for a while. He scored a couple of 70 or 80s, I think. Now he's a score to 110 on the weekend, but he's priced under 500K, 498. So he is a good option. Um, yeah. Just, just got to worry about the injury. I remember he was saying, I saw something read. Uh, about his liver problem saying it could be an ongoing issue so he's got to manage it over trainings and stuff so if he mm. can manage it and it goes all right then it could be okay but just have to uh keep an eye out for that one well just looking down the list now Kalen, how about shannon hearn at four hundred thirty-nine thousand? okay that's more of a that's more of a dos pick tell me about him yeah. why, why do you like him just the price well, at 439 he's a proven performer i know he's old now um he's his first three rounds, he averaged over 100. And then he's had the blowout score in round four where he must have got injured. And he's come back and had an 84 in, in his last game that he played. So with Shannon Hearn, and his last game he played was away from Perth where the West Coast players didn't score as well. So at 439, I think he would be a good uh, good option to bring in for that price. The only, the only issue would be you're risking uh, an old man injury. Well, he does still have that six in his rolling average for this week. So it looks like if he scores around a 90, he's still going to drop to around 400K, just over 400K. Yeah. So could get him even cheaper. So if you need someone who's cheap, a few weeks ago, we had May and Daniel around that price. A few people went mm. May, a few people went Daniel. Now you've got Hearn if you need someone cheap there. So just an option. But yeah, obviously there's the injury risk of the old man calf. I wonder when his buy is. Uh, Eagles might have round 13, I think. Because you kind of, if he's got the first buy, which is round 12, isn't it? The first round buy? 
you could bring him in after that round 12 buy. That would be perfect timing. I think I think uh, GWS have that round 12 buy. So you can bring in, you might look to bring in someone like Whitfield after that buy rather than yeah, this week. that's true. You do have to start thinking about that now a little bit. So uh, speaking of the buy, is this week uh, the week to trade or should we wait until the buyers? The buyers are just around the corner. So should we, we be waiting until buyers are here so that if someone does have a buy, we can trade them out for that week and we can trade players in who have already had their buy or are we still looking to trade players this week? There's only a couple of rookies who are, seem like decent options on the bubble. So those options include Madden for Brisbane, who is a defender slash forward, which is a nice, uh, nice flexibility, but just not sure about his job security. And then there's Cody Waitman, who came out. He's a second-year player, so he's a bit more expensive at 170, but I think he had a 95 or something on the weekend. What do we think of those options, Chanta? I'll just talk to James Madden and throw to our Western Bulldogs fans, Ross and Doss. Um, James Madden will have job security for a little while until Leicester um, comes back. I think Darcy Gardner's out for a long time, but um, they like him as a lockdown small for a small defender um, along with Starcevic. So uh, I think he'll probably, he'll definitely play this week because um, Melbourne have some good small forwards uh, and yeah, probably gets a game for the next two or three games um, for the Lions, I'd say. So um, he's definitely worthwhile getting if you can downgrade him. Okay, nice. Nice to have some Brisbane expertise on the pod. And uh, Ross, what do you think about uh, Cody Waitman then? Mm, yeah, he's a good one. He played last year. He wasn't too bad. Um, I probably won't be getting him in. Um, but uh, moving on to the buys, um, I'm in a bit of a good position at the moment because I've got a lot of money and got some trades up my sleeve. So not to give too much away, but I'll be bringing in Jared Lyons this week. And after my trades this week, I'll still have 340K in the bank. Now, that 340K I could use to upgrade um, a forward. So I've, I've pretty much got a full primo midfield now. Um, as for the buy, um, I'm pretty sure Gorn and Grundy have the same um, buy week, buy round. Is that right? Yep, round 14. Round 14. So I'll probably look to get Grundy in after that and um, potentially Dangerfield. If hopefully he plays a couple of games and lose a bit of value, but he'll be one that I'll look to get into my forward line. So I've got a bit of cash up my sleeve and I've got plenty of trades. So um, I may have had a bit of an injury curse a few weeks ago and pretty much wrote a few weeks off, but I've been biding my time and I'm still sitting above the 500 percent mark so i'm sitting quite pretty at the moment unlike chanta all right well thank you for devoting that, devoting that question to you just bragging about your team yeah i was gonna say buy, so i i did i did tell you about the buy so <laughs> uh regular listeners to the show i think last time i was on the pub pod um would recall um another instance of of ross uh i don't know stretching the truth somewhat um, in terms of a bet with Butcher, uh, where famously, you know, it was a carton of stone and wood, um, but Ross only ended up just buying a six pack of stone and wood instead. I'm concerned uh, as we, you know, 
you know, and it's actually a good thing that we're on with with Reese today to sort of talk through this properly. But some of his stories and his allegations um, are starting to get a little bit like Dan Hargraves, aka haircut like, uh, where he says, you know, I've got 600 in the bank. I'm going to get Jared Lyons. I've got all these trades when it's probably 212 trades. Um, and he's sideways into Jared Lyons. So I'm just a little bit concerned. I mean, the proof will be in the pudding. Um, you know, let's revisit this in a couple of weeks' time. But uh, his form hasn't been great this year. Okay, thank you for that information, Chanta. Uh, so let's move on. So Sorry, Charlie, like... just before you move on, I just want to add that I did pay my bet to Butcher. Um, <laughs> in fact, I bought two cartons. That's, that's how much I was committed to the bet. So I actually sent Butcher a message today and said, you know what, I've actually made up double on it. Now, um, just want to add that I had a bet with Joel and he's paid up. Um, I had a bet with uh, Chris Mandy and you know what Chris Mandy paid me today. He lost the bet yesterday. He paid me today. There are still some people in the super coach fraternity that haven't paid their dues yet. And when they're throwing out allegations of being like Dan Hargraves, I think, you know, you, you need to have a good hard look at yourself. And when you're in glass houses, you shouldn't throw stones. Okay. There you go. So uh, pay your bets, everyone. Moral of the story. So moving on. Yeah, so Madden seems like a good option from the uh, resident Brisbane supporter and Waitman could be, but a bit more expensive. So moving on to well, another on, rookie. Harry. Yeah, sorry. Oh, were you going to mention Lachlan? Were you going to mention Lachlan Jones? I wasn't, but you can mention him. Okay, yeah. I think Lachlan Jones is another good option. He's only 181000 And I think... He's about the same price as Cody Waitman. And I think Lockley Jones has more job security. So I think if you want to bring in some, one of the more expensive ones, it might be better off, better off bringing in uh, Lockley Jones. Yeah, that's a fair point. Just a lot of people might have already had him or might have brought him in last week. But if you haven't, then he's another good option in defence, I guess. Yeah. So I, I, didn't, I personally didn't bring you in. So I'm looking to bring him in this week. I'm looking at a double downgrade this week, to be honest, to save some money up for the buy. And then... And then Double upgrade after bringing players who have that round 12 buy. Bringing players after the round 12 buy. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And one other rookie who's been, I mean, he's been good for some people and a little bit painful for others if he was your R2, missing quite a few games. Uh, that's Flynn. So Flynn's made a quite a nice bit of cash. Every time he does play, he scores very well. Um, he just missed a few games because of mummy. And the news today is that Proust has now been upgraded to a test. So you could be coming back soon. We think it's okay to cut Flynn now and take the cash if you need him to upgrade or will we hold him on for a bit longer um, if he's still playing? What do you think, Doss? I think you can hold him. Even if he's not playing, you can still hold him because um, GWS have their buy in round 12. So the, the one that you'd look to trade him, trade him out for is that Ned Reeve from Hawthorne. And that Ned Reeves, he has one more game before his bye. So his bye is round 12 as well. So Reeves will play this week, have the bye in round 12. And then I think that's when you look to offload Flynn. Unfortunately for me, I've already offloaded Flynn. So uh, I've, I've got Meek still sitting on the bench, but I'm looking to offload Meek uh, for that, that Reeves. He played really well last week and he's had one game. Yeah. So I think Flynn is probably, if you've still got him, certainly for me, he's generating the most cash out of any rookie. 
So that's why I've just been trying to hold on to him for as long as possible. And I think he got another 90 on the weekend. Um, so he's on track to sort of top out maybe high 400s or like if we just get rid of him at the buy, he'll probably make it to at least 400 by that stage. Uh, so that's why I think he's probably worth holding because the rest of them, you're not getting a lot of cash generation from rookies at the moment. Yeah, Flynn's actually a really good player. It's just it's just that, I guess, Mummy's a little bit better. But if he was in a different team, I'd love him at the Gold Coast. He's way better than Zach Smith. Yeah, it's just a bit unfortunate for him. He's got Mummy and then he's got Pruce coming back soon. So he could be the third ruck pretty soon. But he does seem pretty quality. Well, surely he's better than Pruce, though. I don't know. I haven't really seen Pruce. We've only seen him in a few games when Gorn hasn't played. And he's done pretty well on those. So I haven't seen him as the main ruck yeah. yet. Yeah, that, that, that Flynn looks really good. He takes a lot of big marks and kicks he kicks well. I reckon he's a gun. Love the Flynn in Tickler. <laughs> yeah, the Flynn in Tickler. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that reference, but uh, moving on. So to the forward line, just briefly touch on as well. There's an option emerging after a huge game. He's been doing reasonably well uh, up until now, but he's had a huge game on the weekend. Uh, he's in the forward line in Supercoach, but he's been playing in the back line, taking a few kick-ins and running the ball out for the Bulldogs, and that's Bailey Dale. He's now averaging 97 for the season after a huge 152 on the weekend. Um, what do you think about him as an option? Chanty, you've got him in your draft team, I think. What do you think about him as an option in Classic? Love him. Uh, not getting much out of forwards, uh, but uh, the good thing this year is you've got him, um, Aaron Hall, I suppose, as well, um, and Jack Siebel playing these positions where they are just distributors and they're defenders, but they uh, haven't been reclassified or I don't think that really happens in Supercoach anyway. So um, yeah, ride it, ride it all the way through because there's probably not a lot of consistency in a lot of the other forwards. What do you think, Ross? Yeah, I quite like it as much as I hate to agree with that bloke. Um, Bailey Dull is a, Pretty good option, um, especially when there's not too many options going about. Uh, I mean, apart from, you know, like the Zeebel, Mills, Laird, Lloyd, you know, you've probably got two or three of those, most people, but what do you go to after that? I know a lot of people had Impeat, um, Short maybe, or those sorts, but yeah, I think Bailey Dale's probably not a bad option, although he's... He's getting a little expensive these days. I don't know why Chanta's looking at him because, you know, Chanta doesn't usually look at a bloke until he's, you know, verging on 600K. So, um, yeah, he's probably pushing up that um, bit expensive for most people at the moment. I well, think Chanta, Chanta, Sorry, go on, did Chanta call Bailey Dale? Did Chanta call Bailey Dale a couple of weeks ago? I think I asked him, give us a cheaper option that you'd pick in your forward line. And did he say Bailey Dale? Is that right, Chanta? There you go. Sure did. did you get him into your team? Uh, he's in my draft team. I'll get him into classic eventually. <laughs> well, you you just you can't you can't get him in when he's six hundred k chanter. This is Reese's <laughs> point. You say it, you know, bring him in. You like butcher with his Kalaimon pick. This is the thing. This this is the problem with Chanter's super coaching. He will go like, oh yeah, he's a really good player, but I won't get him in because he's not priced out enough. He hasn't played like ten games in a row where he's averaged hundred. Whereas you, Doss, you, you actually say, yeah, this guy has potential. I'm going to get him in cheap. It's like when you play cryptos, Doss. you got to get him cheap and you sell him high. But Chanter <laughs> doesn't seem to do that, does he? He just wants to buy it high and 
you know, really lose money or, or can't afford it. It's all about yeah. incremental growth, uh, super coach and <laughs> investing. So this sort of, you know, value investing that you guys are trying to do will end up poorer than when you start. Uh, and I would point to my record as well that um, consistent performance uh, annualized returns are quite strong over the past couple of years in Supercoach. So, <laughs> how was your time? Yeah, what about two years ago? You, you lost haven't got money. the returns this year. Annualized, annualized over multiple years now. Two years ago, you bet money with everyone about you're going to be like top of the league and you lost with every single bet you put on, you lost. <laughs> now, that's why we started the Chunder Files, Chunder. All right. <laughs> So speaking of buying low and selling high, there's an option which has caught Doss's eye. We spoke about him briefly last week, but he's played another good game. I think he got around 21 disposals. Uh, so he's playing a bit up the ground, it seems like. Taking a few goals as well. And he's only 347K, and that is Isaac Heaney. What do you think of him as an option in the forward line, Doss? Does he think we are fancy? I think he's an, he's an option if you've got a lot of trades. But uh, if... Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really know. He's he's a he's a bit, he's a fifty fifty option for me. I'm very much considering him. I don't have many trades left because I've had so many injuries this year and I've had to trade most weeks. So it could work either way. I think we, I think we said last week on the pod that it could be someone where you get him in and then you won't need to trade him out because he is a proven performer in the past. And if he's going to average say ninety to hundred, that's pretty good for the forward line. But then again. There, there is a risk of bringing him in, and he gets injured, in, injured straight away, or he uh, has it. He has the occasional bad game. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say about Isaac Heaney. To be honest, I just, I just think he is definitely something that you can look at, and definitely someone you can consider bringing into your team. There's pros and cons, and soup coach is all about risks. So you don't take risks, you don't win. So you got, you got to take the risk every now and then. It just depends right, on yeah. your team. Is Isaac Keeney the right man for you? You've got to decide. Well, Doss, so um, and in our pre-production meeting today, you said, you know, I really want to talk about Isaac Keeney. So when you do that, I kind of assume that uh, you might have a yes or no answer for us as opposed to sitting on the fence. Well, I, so I, gave, pros and, I gave pros and cons, Chris. So I, I that's what we do in the show rather, rather than... Um, just say yes, yes or no, because everyone's team is different, Chris. So your team is different to mine. And the difference between me and you is I, I give uh, advice, um, logical advice. You know, i got to back him up here because you said Bailey Dale is a great option. You said he should be in everyone's team and he's a great, you know, low price player. You didn't get him in. And you know what? You're not the only person. Butcher said exactly the same. He said, Carl, Carl Amon, get him in. He's a, a low pricer, averaging really good, didn't get him in. And, you know, Doss said Ben Cunnington and he stuck to his guns and he got Ben Cunnington in and what did he do on the weekend? He come out with, what was it, like a 140 and he is blowing it apart. So I think someone needs to eat a little bit of humble pie and maybe even apologize to Doss. So I, I haven't seen this in person, this sort of Ross suck, sucking up to DOS uh, act. It's, um, it's confronting, actually. It's quite confronting. I, um, it's hard enough to hear it, let alone sort of see the smirk on Reese's face and the stars in his eyes when he talks about DOS. 
Uh, I, I granted, I think Cunnington's um, Cunnington's not bad, and I, I would have got Bailey Dale, but then I also got abused last week when I put a question in about Dusty because uh, I wanted to get Dusty in my forward line, and I think Doss's answer to that was, "Duh." That was it, just abusing me. Yeah, but it's, it's so like I can't, saying, I can't really win. It, that's like saying, "Oh, should I get Clayton Oliver in my team, or should I have Rory Laird in my back line?" It's like you know, you, you just like Liam Anthony said, you're the Nathan Grimer of the competition. Okay, here we go. This is what Chudger said. Appreciate Doss, which is averaging 90. Um, we talked about this actually in our pre-production meeting about you not understanding how to price in super coach players. Um, the super coach themselves do. There's no way you're going to make any money on Cunnington if he's averaging 90. He's going to be stuck at 450 all year. I'm not looking to make money on him. I'm looking. I'm looking for him to sit on my like in my midfield as like M8. So that's what we, that's what Chad just said about my Ben Cunnington. There's no way you're going to make money on him, and he's already made over 100k <laughs> in three weeks since Chad just said that. He's gone from 400, 420 to 519. This is exactly why Chad is sitting in ninth place and above the buy. That that is, he, he just doesn't get it, does it, David? He doesn't get the buy low, <laughs> and and pick up the good value. He just wants to pick up the primos when he can't afford them. I'd just like to add that Chunter said the last time he had a good score was when he had hair. Well, I see that Cunnington's been spending a lot of time in the advanced hair studio. So I think he's uh, been working on that. His hair's coming back. So that's why his uh, good scoring is coming back as well. And let's just get back to Heaney <coughs> as we were discussing. So I think uh, in summary of what Doss was saying, uh, Heaney is a good option if he goes on to score 90 to 100 for the rest of the season. He's a bad option if he doesn't. Essentially, <laughs> uh, that's true. At least I'm on the fence there, so I can't get in trouble for that. So, the last option I want to talk about before we get on to the listeners from our questions a cheap couple of cheapy options in the midfield. One of them is Adam Chera at 408,000. Uh, I think he did a syndesmosis injury or an ankle injury two weeks ago at a low score. Now his price has dropped right down, but he's averaging around 100 for the season. Uh, without those, without that low score, and then there's Crips at four hundred eighteen thousand, uh, which is a blight on his super coach career. He's been struggling this year. I think he's only averaging around eighty five. Really disappointing coaches, but some coaches like me are sticking with him. If you don't have him, is it interesting to bring in him or or Chera? What do you think, Chanta? Uh, I won't be on the fence with this, so don't bring in Chera and don't bring in Cripps. Cripps has had diminishing returns for a while now. Um, he's 26, which in Jero years is um, is about 40. <laughs> so his body's shot. Uh, can't get around the ground. Uh, games kind of move past him as well, unfortunately. He's great. I'm sure he's a great bloke. Um, but, yeah, footy-wise, um, he's going to have a shorter career than Liam Anthony at this rate, actually. It's another good Jero product. <laughs> Are you not afraid, Chanta, that this comment is going to come back to bite you just like the Cunnington one did when he's 600k in a, in a few weeks after getting a few 140s? I look forward to seeing Liam Anthony on the uh, grand final show. I'm sure we'll get everyone on again. So um, confront him about that Nathan Grimer comment. <laughs> well, actually, I have some uh, update on that. I did ask Liam Anthony, can he go on tonight? And he said, no, he couldn't, unfortunately, tonight. But he's happy to come on in a couple of weeks. So um, he does listen to all these uh, comments that you have, Chanter, and he has kept a little black book 
of everything that you're saying. So um, I'm pretty sure he's good mates with Benny Cunnington too. So perhaps we can get a message or two from Cunners and, you know, ask about what is this little hobbit bald bloke from Toowoomba um, doing about giving super coach advice when he doesn't even know anything about footy. Look forward to getting them both on at the same time. What do you think about those two options, Doss? Are they good options at that price? I think Chera's a great option at 408. What? I don't know why Chunt is just dismissing him straight away without even really doing any thought into it. Um, like, um, he's coming... The reason why his price is so low is because he's caught 15 in round five. Apart from that, he's uh, quite consistent. I know he's not the top-priced midfielder, but I think... For that price, you you could look at him. But uh, all about getting what you can afford, David, isn't that right? You said this week after week. You've got, you've got to get wait for the primo. So sometimes you need to get these lesser likes. We're going to average maybe ninety to hundred. You just and I think Chero is a good option. Crips yeah, also you, is a good option at, at his price. You just can't have too many of them though, Reese, because by the end of the year, if you've got if you got say Chera, Cripps, and uh, well, I won't say Ben Cunnington because Ben Cunnington's a top primo, but if you got Chera and Cripps both in your team at the end of the year, and they're going against Jared Lyons and um, McRae. Well, we're not saying got, all of them. We're saying one or yeah, two. Yeah, one, one. Yeah, if you've already got one, I think it's fine. But if you don't, you don't want to have two in your midfield. That's possibly going to be a top primo because I don't think Adam Chera is going to be a top primo by the end of the year. And when you play finals and you're, you've got Adam Chera and the person you're up against has um, uh, Jared Lyons, you're not going to win that battle. So I think one of them's all right for the price, but you just can't have too many. So, yeah. So I think Chunt is, is right there in saying that they're not the best options, but you could take a risk if you don't have enough money. Yeah, and I think that's fair enough. Having one on each line, I think, is okay. So if you end up having one yeah. in the defense that you paid 400K for, one in the midfield you paid 400K for, and one in the forward line, um, yeah. they're averaging you know around the 100. It's already um, pretty good buying. And then the rest of your primos can be those uber primos. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the questions from our fans. Got a few questions, a few first-time callers uh, tonight. So the first question we have is from J-Mac. So J-Mac would like to ask, why is Doss such a bully towards Chanta on the pod? Admittedly, me or Chanta haven't got the playing accolades of Doss, but sure he, surely he can recognise a good coach when he sees one. Doss, would you like to answer that? Why are you such a, a bully to uh, Chanta on the pod? Well, I don't think I bully Chantra at all. I think uh, Chantra and I have good discussions and we both give our opinion. We don't always agree with each other, but I don't think I bully him. I think, actually, I think last week Chantra and Butcher ganged up on me and um, I, I, I just um, talk, I just talk common sense. That's it. Chantra sometimes disagrees with me, but then does the opposite. Then like he pretends he disagrees with me, but then does, takes my advice later on. What would you do? Are you saying he's a good coach? Huh? Is Chanter a good coach then? Well, when Chanter listens to me, he's a good coach. Like, 
remember we started the Chanta files to help Chanta out. And when, when we started the Chanta files, if people don't remember, Chanta was zero and six. And then once once we got the Chanta files up and running, he actually started to win some games and he ended up making the final. So he's a good coach if he listens to me, but if he doesn't, he's just going to be like what he is now, not. So he, I think Chanta, if I can give Chanta some words of advice, it'll be to listen to me more often. It's not about bullying. And hypothetically, Doss, if someone was bullying Chanta, as a, as a teacher, what what do you do to bullies? How do you how do you handle a situation where someone's being bullied? What would you do in that situation? Well, there's 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 two reasons for bit like you know people don't get bullied for no reason. Sometimes people don't get bullied for no reason. So you got to look at both sides of the story here. You know, um, <laughs> so like if 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 the person who's being bullied is constantly harassing the person the the person who's bullying. You gotta look at you gotta look at both sides of the story. Yeah, it's not it's not nice to bully someone, but um, what bullying is a repeated action that uh, is is done on purpose with um, for no reason. So sometimes there's, there's always a reason for these sort of things. So if you can if you can change your behaviour yourself, you won't get bullied later in life. So you gotta you gotta look at the big picture here. You gotta you gotta make students lifelong learners. Kaylin, so there you go, Chanta. Change your behavior. You can get strategies yeah. to not get bullied yourself. So, what, what Doss is saying is it's your fault, Chanta. So, takes yeah. change, some advice. Change from your that. behavior. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next question. We've got one from, uh, from a young bloke named Carl in Port Adelaide. So, Carl in Port Adelaide uh, would like to ask this. Last week, that Doss cunt and his ass-munching mate, Russ, disrespect Ma and my boys. I get it Cunnington has wicked hair and Russ agree with anything Doss say. But, brother, one week against the, that team of Essen and Spastics. Are you serious? It's a long season and North Melbourne don't play finals. But let be serious. Me and Tom Jonas still like to come end the year footy trip to Bangkok to hang out with Doss and his mate. Will you be available any times after grand final day? Can Dosh show me and my boys a good time in Bangkok? Uh, Dosh, it's Carl from Port Adelaide there for you. He's uh, pretty passionate, clearly. Did, did Carl just ring in then as well? I thought I heard Carl on the phone. Yeah, that was Carl. You that just, phone ring, yeah. Carl. Yeah. I don't think that <laughs> was you impersonating it. Carl. I think that was Carl who actually rang in. Very impressive. Yeah, yeah that First was Carl right there. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, so, Doss, can uh, Carl and his boys come with you on the end of your footy trip? Well, look, Carl needs to watch his language. So, some of that language is inappropriate for a podcast here. This is podcast is for children and and for adults. So, let's watch the language, <laughs> true. Carl. Very true. So, uh, look, yeah, you, you're more than welcome, Carl. Um, yeah, come along. But um, look, I, I don't mind you as a person, Carl. I just think that. For a super coach, if you want to come ninth, pick you. Whereas <laughs> if you want to finish in the finals, pick Ben Cunnington. So it's nothing against you as a person, but you're more than welcome to come on a footy trip. Tom Jonas actually gave me his Port Adelaide top last time he came on a footy trip. We swapped shirts at a nightclub. So you're more than welcome to give me another Port Adelaide top and uh, bring the prison bars. Can you elaborate on that Tom Jonas story just a little bit further? Well, Tom Jonas came to the uh, Jakarta Bintang's grand final party and he was wearing his Port Adelaide shirt and he liked the shirt that I was wearing and he said, do you want to swap? And I said, yeah, all right. 
He gave me his Port Adelaide shirt and I gave him the shirt that I was wearing, whatever it was. I can't even remember what it was now. So he asked okay. you for the shirt. You didn't ask him for his shirt. <laughs> yeah, why would I want a Port Adelaide polo shirt? You, in, you indulged him. Uh, why would I want a Port Adelaide polo shirt? He wanted my <laughs> shirt for some reason. I guess he, he didn't want his Port Adelaide polo shirt either. Must have been a good shirt you're wearing, Doss. Oh, right. anything's better than the Port Adelaide polo shirt, isn't it? That's <laughs> true. All right, this next one is from uh, someone who's a regular caller into the show. This is uh, Melanie in Kahuna. So Melanie would like to ask, I don't get this bit about man crush. So I Googled it. <laughs> man crush, noun, is an intense and typically non-sexual liking or admiration felt by one man for another. Can what Ross and Doss share be described as a man crush? Or is it a truer, deeper, and everlasting sort of love? Well, I can probably answer that uh, for you, Caitlin. And um, you probably don't really know this because you've never really been a part of a successful outfit like the Tigers were in the Lofty Cup. Um, yeah, you know, you guys had a couple of premierships of the Dingoes before, you know, the likes of me rocked up. But... Um, when Doss and I were at the uh, Tigers, um, and you can probably add Baz Lanker into the, the mold on this, you know, you, you have a deeper understanding and connection. It's kind of like I know what David's going to do before he does it and vice versa. So um, if that's what Melanie is talking about, then yes, I can kind of understand a little bit. Um, if she's talking about the man crush that she has on David, well, then that's completely something <laughs> well and truly out of... Uh, my Sorry, field because, um, I think uh, the man crush she has on David is well and truly beyond that. I think that's more than a mental connection. I think it's more of a physical one. Well, I think from an uh, outside point of view, it's pretty evident there is something going on. How to exactly define it, I don't know. And I think it's quite, uh, it's, it's not advisable to try and define it, to try and put it into words, because some things you just can't put into words. And I think uh, the relationship you two have is is one of those things. David, it's still friendship, man. Still friendship. <laughs> I think it's something a bit more than that. Okay, we've got one more que one more question before we have to wrap up. And uh, this one seems to have passed through the, the spam filter somehow, but I'll read it out anyway. So this one is a question from Gerard of Changu. Kuningan and Gippsland. Gerard would, <laughs> Gerard would like to, to ask, greetings, friend. Do you wish to look as happy as me? <laughs> well, you've got the power inside you right now. Use it and send one million rupiah to happy dude, Kos Kozi Kutri. 742 Satrio. Don't delay. Eternal happiness is only a million rupiah away. Okay, so... <laughs> Don't know if that's a, that's a question as much as a, a scam, but uh, I guess the question in that is, would you like to look as happy as, as Gerard? Would you like to look as happy as Gerard, Doss? Uh, yeah, I'd love to be as happy as Gerard. Like he's, he's a real businessman. I'm, I'm a bit concerned actually, because I saw an Instagram post that he put on the other day that if I don't have an online business, that me and my family are both in danger. So I'm a bit concerned for not only myself, but also for my family. And I'm thinking about getting some advice from Jezza to make sure that my family's safe um, without 
just because I don't have an online business. So I'm a bit concerned there. So I might have to call up Jezza for a bit of a chat. Yeah, I'm a bit concerned about him. I think we've always been a bit, bit concerned. I just uh, want to be as happy as him, to be honest. Um, I mean, he's got the life that we all want. I'm stuck here in Melbourne, can't leave Australia really, um, you know, without one of those exemptions, which Jared um, was able to get. And now he's, you know, if you, you know, go by Instagram, all over Bali, uh, really making some different changes in Bali Gecko's football as well. Um, which he obviously, he did some transformational change to Jakarta Bintangs a few years prior. Uh, but the guy's a superstar. He's got an online presence, which rivals any of ours. Um, and he's making far more bank than any of us do. So I just wish I could be more like him. I might send a million rupiah. I kind well, of agree, Chanta. I think, uh, not that I agree with you very often, but Jared has such a presence. In, in fact, I, I'm pretty sure David has... Um, subscribe to him in the past. I think he may have purchased a few items um, back in the day from Jared, which is probably why David is such a successful individual now. Well, he's my boss. He's my boss, Reese, and so is Pot. Pot. Jez is Pot's boss. <laughs> that is true. We all know that. Uh, I think uh, Ross has got a, one more question before we wrap things up. Is that right, Ross? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I have a question come in from Joel, um, affectionately known as Jason by Chanta. Um, he, he asks that, uh, what does he say? Well, as you all know, I've actually kicked a goal and polled votes for the Bintangs, unlike Chanta. Not only am I a better coach, a better player and a coach, um, but will Chanta put a carton on who will finish higher in the uh, super coach order this year? Ladder this year. So Chanta, will you, will you put a carton on that? I'm not sure exactly who who's calling in. So I know we've got a Jason <laughs> in our league, um, but I've never really figured out who he is. So there was... I know Charlie, he was on the board. Um, Rod's helped out with umpiring a few times, but I, I don't know who Jason is um, or, or Joel, um, the various pseudonyms that are given. And I'm um, wondering if it was a second team by you, Ross, actually. No, it's, it's actually a bit not. Like this, bloke actually, is this bloke actually kicked goals unlike yourself and polled votes unlike yourself. So, hey, he does have something to... Um, put his uh, stick on here. When I was all Asian um, in the 2018 Asian champs, um, I played half back. It was probably more of like a Jeremy McGovern Morley mode. And I'll, um, I'll post a link up to the chat that anyone just to, who uh, wants to witness it. But so I didn't have a chance to sneak forward and kick goals. I was more about laying it off to, to JB, for instance, who was um, a big presence up forward that day. Uh, but I've got plenty of credits in the bank in, in that front. I was a vice captain of Jakarta as well um, prior to you coming around, Reese, as, as Kalen's uh, faithful deputy. So uh, I'm pretty confident there. In terms of super coach, um, if Jason or, or Joel or whoever um, can sort of step out of your shadow um, and provide his own sort of, you know, insights that aren't sort of ran through a puppet mechanism that you've got him on. I'm happy to take him up on a carton as to who finishes higher. 
Well, the follow-up to that question is, will you pay it? Uh, I always pay my debts. Um, what I like to do, I have a bit more of a personal approach to, to paying off, as you know. So I like to find out where you are, um, you know, what you're doing, what you'd like the evening, and then I, I get it shipped out to you direct. Um, and I'll do the same <clears throat> um, to, to Jason. <laughs> is there a time frame on those uh, shippings? Um, it's COVID risk. You can't uh, expect things to be done too quickly. That's true. I think, yeah. I think you know, what? I've just noticed this. There is a slight man crush going on here with Chanta and Calvin. Every time that some heat goes on Chanta, Calvin just jumps in just to save the day. And, and you know what? I think this is a little bit of a pop calling the kettle black here on myself and Doss. So, you know, I just I'd like purely... Chanta to speak on his own here, Calvin. Purely the arbiter. Chanta can speak for himself, though. I think he said all he needs to say, though. So, uh, so I think, I think one more Doss, question. Doss has one more question. Just uh, let him get it out while he's switching to the hard stuff before he can't uh, get it out anymore. Oh, a butt. Yeah, we were <laughs> supposed to do the podcast a bit earlier tonight. So I'm a bit more, had a few too many. But look, I've got a question. I've been doing this golfing podcast as well as this. I've had a lot of time in my hands because we're in lockdown in Thailand here in Bangkok. So since I've been doing the golfing podcast, you can look it up on Spotify, Two Balls, One Cup, Golf Betting Podcast. Some of the golfers have been sending in messages to me. And I got a message from Phil Mickelson. And, and Phil said, he's a big fan of the show. And he said, unlike Butcher, I can produce my best at age 50. I'm known to having the best flop in the game. Is Chanta the biggest flop in Supercoach? After talking himself up after a win against Bailey, then straight away getting smashed by Rod. So that's from Phil Mickerson. What do you reckon about that, Chanta? Uh, I'm happy to be compared to, to Phil Mickelson as well. Um, I think he finished... He, got, he didn't make the cut for the last four PGA Tour events or the final cut, I think, um, and then won the PGA Championship today. So um, actually reminds me a lot of my season last year where I started zero and six and then romped my way through to the final. Um, more than happy to be compared with Phil, uh, Tiger. He's, he's on his way back, um, whoever else you like. All right. I think that's about all we have time for for this pod. Uh, thank you to all our listeners and thank you to everyone who put in a question. And special thanks to the three boys who joined me tonight, Doss, Chunter, and Ross. Thank you, boys. Thanks, Carlin. Thanks, Doss. Always thanks, a pleasure. Peace. Peace out. Peace out, brothers. World peace. 2021. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>